Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. All right, Tim, the question for today is, are all sins the same in the eyes of God? This is one of those uh, common uh, Christian cliches that really don't make a lot of sense at all, but then it's a maddening thing that people will say. And uh, I uh, did a few polls this last uh, week that were asking about uh, the severity of different kinds of sins. And you know, I was a little bit surprised at how many people came along and did the sin level in game where basically you know every sin is tr- uh, created as uh, treated as exactly equal and really i mean the bible knows nothing of this kind of thought process but uh, the answer is no you know sins are not all the same in the eyes of god okay. god knows how to tell the difference between different types of sin okay um i guess my you know my mind jumps to the fact that any sin will send someone to hell right it doesn't right. matter what that sin is you'll one sin is all it takes to fall short of the glory of God. So um, it seems it seems like, and from that perspective, God sees them as all the same. But then you're saying, hey, they are different. And I think I know what you're getting at, but, but why don't you sort of explain the difference um, and, and what's leading you to say, hey, no, we can read the Bible and, and, and see plainly that God really doesn't treat these all sins the same. Yeah, well, I think there... There, there is a reality that we all enter into the world as sinners and we enter in not just um, it's not as if we're condemned the moment we sin one time. So we all uh, we enter into the world, we have in, inherited the guilt of our father Adam's sin. Right. And then that's going to naturally lead that all of us do sin. So, for you know, for as one uh, man, sin entered into the world and death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all of sin. So uh, we enter into the world sinful we inherit the guilt of Adam's sin, and then we have this, you know, contagion that's attached to us. It's going to mean that necessarily we all end up acting it out in one way or another. But uh, so, you know, sin is all equal in that. I mean, like, sin is all equal in that it's missing the mark of God's holiness. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a sense in which that like, God's holiness is infinite, and so even the smallest sin, you know, when you contrast that to the holiness of an infinite God is a grievous offense right yeah so 
that's obviously true, and it's all evidence of our condemned state. Even this, you know, white lies, respectable sin, whatever. But that doesn't mean that God can't tell the difference between different types of sin, and that all sin are fundamentally the same. And that doesn't mean that human beings should pretend like as if all sin are the same either. And I mean, it, all it takes is just to, you know, just use any human example that you can think of to demonstrate the point. So, I mean, you'd much rather your kid, um, you'd much rather one of your children say something mean to you than, you know, stab your wife to death in her sleep, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think most normal people would probably prefer, I mean, <laughs> prefer so, the first one. I mean, but isn't, you know, so, but then if you want to pretend like those things are the same to God, even like, then what you would say is that, you know, that anger that, you know, caused the rude remark from one of your kids that God would institute the death penalty for that. But then the issue is that, you know, as you read through the Old Testament, one of the things you're going to find is God does make certain sins capital offenses and not every sin is a capital offense. So mm -hmm. that means that God has some way of weighing the nature of specific sins meaning it's not death penalty here and now for any sin but some sins are death penalty kind of sins and so could that, you imagine if there if it was the death penalty for every single type well, of sin <laughs> well to the social justice warriors they would wish it was for specific <laughs> right <laughs> sins that they uh are particularly offended by so whenever you you know i mean they would put you to death if you say something they dislike or deem to be racist or offensive in any way for sure you know but then you have to have some level of proportion, uh, you know, in order to operate as a society, you have to have some way of you know, put it, keeping these things in some sort of perspective. And, you know, God is not, um, God is not unable to do the same kind of thing in terms of his own mind. So, I mean, just, just think about like, um, Judas, for instance. So Jude, Jesus says of Judas that it would have been better that Judas were never born. Right. right. Of Sodom and Gomorrah, he says that, you know, of Jerusalem, it would be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for Jerusalem because they had received more revelation and they're guiltier. So, you know, in this life, there's God, God gives harsher penalties for sin, certain sins than others. And then in the next life, God gives harsher penalties for certain sins than others. So that tells me that God is able to distinguish between different types of sin. Okay. So are you talking about like some sort of Dante's Inferno? <laughs> that would be levels of hell. So uh, like uh, the Dante's Inferno kind of scheme is levels of hell. Like, um, and that the Bible doesn't teach like different levels of hell, like right. Judas. Uh, and then um, who is it? Uh, Brutus or whatever uh, um, that uh, is, I, I can't remember the three who were in the bottom rung of hell, but you know, like, no, there's not levels of hell in that way, but there's different, like level like uh degrees of severity in hell even based on the amount of rejection of god that we do in this life and there will be rewards different rewards in heaven for uh the amount of faithfulness in in this life as well so god's able to distinguish these things um both ways okay um so like now like there's a type of person and there's a type of person then that uses the fact that okay like lust for instance jesus equates lust with adultery this kind of person who says well i guess lust is fine because it's not nearly as bad as adultery right and then you have a lot of people who come along and essentially with that kind of way of thinking about it and say well that's repugnant to a biblical worldview and absolutely that's repugnant to a, you should never 
treat sin like that. Like mm-hmm. you should never like, compare certain sins to others in such a way that you're going to say, well, this one is really bad. And then the ones that I'm committing are not very bad at all. Therefore I can keep on doing it because they're not really a big deal. That would be a wrong way of um, avoiding this, like the problem of sin leveling in that way to where that's, that's a way of, of making comparisons to produce more iniquity. Yeah. But we you're, do basi- have- you're basically, you're basically like the guy saying, God, thank you for not making me like this tax collector. Right, <laughs> right, right. So that's a very bad impulse, but then it, practically, you know, we do have to have some way of distinguishing these things in terms of how we build a government. We have to do this in relating to other people as well. Right. So there's certain um, sins that you can commit against your marriage that God says are, um, uh, appropriate reasons to get a divorce. Uh, but then same thing with your parenting. I mean, like imagine if like, you know, the smallest, most minor infraction that your kid makes you treat everything as just like, um, like the worst possible offense ever. Right. Yeah. So, um, you slightly raise your voice in the house. It's like, that's a spanking offense. Right. It's like, well, I mean, you have to figure (laughs) out what you're doing. Okay. I'll be honest Uh, there. You know, there are certain times that, um, you know, there are certain things that my daughter will do that I just think to myself, you know, you, I've got to pick my battles. I might right. just, I might just let this one go because I know that there's four others that I've already got to deal with. <laughs> right, so you have to have some way of prioritizing, you know, these kind of things right. in the here and now. I mean, so, you know, with kids, one of the things that we've always done is if they lie to us, that's a really big deal because we know that if they learn that to lie well, they can get away with anything. So we treat lying very seriously. Um, And there's other things that we, I mean, it's not as if we're not treating them the same level of, it's not as if we're not treating them seriously. It's just, they're not like that. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not, uh, um, now you deal with everything, but then you have to have some sense of proportion. I mean, imagine if you're a boss and- you know, literally anything your employee does wrong, you fire them. Right. Right. It's like, well, <laughs> that'd be a tough job. <laughs> that'd be a tough job. I mean, it'd be nerve wracking. Right. And so like, we and have this, do you even hold yourself to that same standard? <laughs> do you hold that? Yeah. I mean, so I think you, you do need to have in any relationship scheme, you need to have some ability to say, this is um, worse than this. And this is worse than that. And how do we um, like in level of severity, you know, and this is part of the thing that uh, evangelicals are not able to do with the same-sex attraction kind of stuff at this point is that, you know, they basically are treating, like, they have they, they don't have any category for saying that, you know, sodomy and transgenderism and all this stuff are, uh, they reflect a different degree of depravity than other things. And so we have to treat everything as if it's just normal levels of depravity. And it's just like, then you end up with drag queen story hours at your library uh, kind, of, kind of thing, you know. So... You find yourself you you find yourself missing the old days when you just had to deal with these other certain specific sins that weren't as bad. <laughs> right, right, right. And so now, I mean, what people do, like if they're going to make a biblical case for it, they'll say, "Hey, but isn't like what's like you compare something like lust and adultery, right?" Mm-hmm. And they'll say, "Well, doesn't Jesus say that lust and adultery are essentially the same thing, right?" So you look at a woman with lust, and you commit adultery with him with her in your heart, and and then the same thing with anger, right? Isn't anger essentially heart murder? So you think you're okay because you didn't murder someone. Well, if you're angry with your brother, uh, like that's the same kind of thing. And I think 
you know, one thing that's happening there is that there's just a profound misunderstanding of Jesus' point, okay? Okay. Uh, so Jesus' point is not just to say, you know, if you lust after someone, you might as well go ahead and go all the way and commit a commit physical adultery because it's all the same. <laughs> like, who uh-huh. can tell the difference? Like, literally, no one can tell the difference. It's like, it's like no, that's, like, that's not the point, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the point is there's a type of person who didn't go all the way with it and thinks in that they're justified before their maker because they somehow stop short of a physical act. But Jesus is saying, you think that you're okay. You're, you have a, you have less in your heart. You have the seeds of the same sin there that this person you think is so bad has. Right. Right. You just didn't go as far with it. Right. Yeah. He's basically just teaching against the, you know, the people who would say, Hey, desires, not sin. Right, right. Yeah. So like, just you, you're a hypocrite, right? This is the same thing that you're doing. It's just to a minor, like a more a minor, like it hasn't gone as far, right? A lesser degree. Yeah. Yeah. So what you want to do is just think about um, like now that the thing is like in the old covenant, adultery is a death penalty issue, but you don't need to kill someone, like do a death penalty for someone who engages in heart adultery, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Why? Well, because they're not the same. Okay, like they're the how do same. You even, how do you even prove that? <laughs> yeah, you, you can't know? prove it, but it's not the same level of seriousness. And it's the same way. Like you don't want to. You someone if you murder someone, you get the death penalty. But if you have an angry thought of it, you don't put them to death because it's not the same level of seriousness. So what you do is like if you treat like what you think about is uh, if you want to understand Jesus' point, like adultery, you would think about adultery like as a, a fire that has consumed your house, right? Mm-hmm. And then lust is like a, um, you know, it's a, yeah, depending on what we're talking about, it can be a bigger fire or a smaller fire that is leading up to the house. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. They're both a fire, but one is more serious than the other. Does that make sense? Okay. And if you don't put it out, the point is it's going to grow and it's going to consume the house. Right. Right. So both of them are sinful. Both of them are wrong, but you would much rather stop that fire before it burns the whole house down mm-hmm. because once it burns the whole house down, that's a much bigger problem. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So you so, have the same problem that is different degrees. Does that make sense? Yeah. So is it fair to say that, you know, in the eyes of God, sin is, I guess it's like the same in terms, in the eyes of God, all sin is the same and terms of where it's going to get you right yeah and it's all the same in that it sufficiently proves you're condemned yeah like you're guilty yeah but, it establishes but, that but all then it, right so it establishes we're guilty but then it doesn't necess- necessarily establish just on its own the fact that you've sinned how guilty right well you're fundamentally guilty but you could be um like they're just I guess the way to think about it is God gives different punishments for different, you know, right. yeah. different about, right. so if in the next life, it'll be worse for, you know, Jerusalem than it will be for Sodom, then that tells you that he's treating the level of high handed sin that Jerusalem get engaged in mm-hmm. as more serious than Sodom, but they both get you to the same place. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and Jesus taught, you know, I think it's, um, the apostles, they ask Jesus, hey, why are you teaching in parables? And Jesus basically says to, you know, basically to not increase the guilt. Right, to blind them, yeah. Just yeah. seeing that they might see as an act of judgment on them. So 
Like the the issue the issue is yes, Jesus is able to tell the difference between lust and adultery and between anger and murder. But what he's trying to say is like it's the same like you know, you're not okay if you stop short of the act. Sin right. happens way before that. And you know, if you're the type of person who says, Well, you know, lust is a smaller fire than adultery, the big fire, therefore I'm gonna let it go. It's like, yeah, your house is gonna get burned down. Like, right? okay, okay, weirdo. I, I don't know anyone else who's all right with fires burning in their house. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a, you know, a small fire is a fire too, right? Uh but then like, you know, that all um so so the issue is God can tell the difference, we can tell the difference, but you know, none of us are righteous, no, not one. And right. any, like, what we need to do is treat the smaller stuff much more seriously than what we, what we do, and stop it quicker, right? Like mm-hmm. that's Jesus' point. Stop it quicker. Uh, don't just let let it burn the house down before you stop it or before you wake up. Treat it seriously, and know that like you need forgiveness of all of it. You know more than what you think, not just the big stuff, the small stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You need forgiveness for all of it, but then you know living in the world that we live in and you know, the way that God operates, the way we operate should be that we should be able to make certain distinctions between these things and it shouldn't be that complicated. Okay, fair enough. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.